Welcome to Overshare, a podcast where I tell you more than I should. I'm Susan Boyer, and I'm really grateful you've joined me. My best friend in elementary school was a girl named Marcia, and I thought she was the coolest person alive. Marcia's parents were younger than my parents, and for some reason, I really envied that fact. When it was her weekend to have me over to spend the night, her parents got us pop. That's what we called it in Kansas. We got pop and sunflower seeds, and they let us stay up late and watch scary movies. We never got pop at my house, and if I wanted sunflower seeds, I had to buy them out of my own allowance. Marcia was the girl who taught this Polly Pureheart how to grease the doorknobs of our school teachers who refused to turn on the porch lights on Halloween and pass out candy. She was the one who got me to sneak out when I slept over and roam the streets at night. When I went away to church camp for the first time, obviously a tad nervous, Marcia organized our friends to each write me a letter a day. They were all addressed to super sexy Susan Stern. Every day at mail call, I had to walk up to retrieve each letter while the camp director called out, super sexy Susan Stern, five different times. I remember feeling embarrassed and proud and loved. Marcia was adventuresome, brave, and she had chosen me as her best friend. When I was with Marcia, I felt courageous and special. One summer, Marcia's dad built a playhouse in their backyard. It was like a miniature house that even had a second story. We had sleepovers in it all the time. Marcia called it her clubhouse. One Saturday afternoon that summer, Marcia invited our whole circle of friends over. And when we all got there, it was obvious that Marcia had a plan for how we were going to spend our afternoon. Marcia always had a plan. She was the instigator in our group. Marcia led us out to the big tree in her front yard. Of course, her yard also had the coolest tree in the neighborhood. We all lived in this new subdivision with baby sycamore trees lining the streets. But Marcia's house had an old, sprawling tree, the kind in which a large limb comes low out of the trunk and runs parallel to the ground at just the right height to make that initial jump into the tree possible. Marcia informed us that she had a surprise, but first we needed to climb the tree. This wasn't so unusual. We often sat in the tree and talked about boys and how much we disliked our teacher that year. Miller the Killer, we called her. What made this day seem different than other days was that Marcia had a Band-Aid box and a small notebook with her, two things she didn't normally bring with her when we climbed that tree. When we were all settled on our respective limbs, Marcia made an announcement. We need a super-secret members-only club to go with my new clubhouse, she said. First, we need to choose a name, and I suggest the Blood Sisters. No one had a better name, and when Marcia opened her little notebook, it was obvious she knew that no one would buck her, because across the top of the first page, she'd already written the words, the official club book 
of the Blood Sisters. Marcia told us that to become part of the club, we had to do several things. We had to write our names in blood in this notebook. We had to spit in each other's mouths. We had to perform a rite of initiation that included some hazing of the neighborhood boys by making them drink toilet water. I went immediately quiet. I lost all the courage I usually felt when I was around Marcia. The sad truth is, I was willing to spit in someone's mouth and have her spit in mine. I was even willing to trick a neighborhood boy into drinking toilet water. But blood frightens me, especially my own. I sat on my limb in that beautiful tree and I tried not to cry. I prayed the most urgent prayer of my young life, please God help me. Marcia went first. She opened up the band-aid box and retrieved a needle hidden inside. Then she jabbed that needle into her index finger and bravely wrote her name in blood on the first page as I stared on in horror. Then she got out a band-aid out of the box and applied it to her finger. Marcia handed the needle and book to me, her best friend. And in what seemed to be a far-off voice, I said, I want to go last. So Debbie went next. No fear in her. She jabbed the needle in her finger and wrote her name in blood. But when Debbie passed the book on to the next girl, Renetta, Renetta said, I, I don't want to jab that needle in my finger. And in a very all-knowing and benevolent way, Marcia said, Well, pick a scab then. Oh, I let out a huge sigh, unaware I was holding my breath until that moment. We were in elementary school. Every one of us always had a scab. Except, unfortunately, on that particular day, I learned I didn't. And again, my heart sank. The other three girls picked a scab and wrote their names in blood in the notebook and ceremoniously put on their band-aids. Now it was my turn. And I sat in pain as I watched myself about to be ostracized from my circle of friends. With resignation, I said to Marcia, I, I don't have a scab. And I'm too afraid to prick my finger. I just knew that I would have to climb down out of the tree in shame, ride my bike back home while the rest of these lucky friends got to spit in each other's mouths. Marcia said, I'll prick it for you. She took my hand in hers and told me to turn my head, but I just kept pulling my hand away in terror. And so Marcia took the needle, and she pricked her other index finger, and she wrote my name with her blood. And when she was done, she announced in a don't-mess-with-me voice, Welcome to the Blood Sisters. Everyone. Thanks to my son, Matt Boyer, for the original music in this podcast, for doing the editing, and for buying me a recording microphone and convincing me to do this podcast. Thanks to Melissa Ploisifon for the original cover art. 
I hope you join me again for another episode of Overshare. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Susan Boyer and Overshare. They do not represent the policies, position, views, or opinions of the Lutheran Church of the Brethren or the Church of the Brethren denomination. There is no affiliation or association between this work and the Church of the Brethren.